हरे कृष्णा वेलकम बैक फ्रेंड्स वेलकम मदर सुंदर प्रभु सो वी फिनिश्ड वन पॉइंट ट्वेंटी बाय टेलिंग अवर ऑडियंस दैट अर्जुन इज गोइंग टू स्पीक फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम एंड कृष्णा ऑल्सो विल बी रिस्पॉन्डिंग टू हिम सो आई जस्ट चैंट वर्सेस सो फ्रेंड्स दिस इज चैप्टर वन टेक्स ट्वेंटी वन एंड ट्वेंटी टू ओके अर्जुन उवाच सेनोर्भ्ये रथम स्थापयुत यदेतारीक्षेहम यो दुकामस्थितान्मया सह योद्धव्यम अस्ण सुद्यमे Arjuna said, "Oh, infallible one, please draw my chariot between the two armies, so that I may see those present here who desire to fight, and with whom I must contend in this great trial of arms." Text twenty-three. Also, we are taking together. Yotsya mana na vikshaham ya ete atra samagata artha rashtrasya durbudhir yudhe priyachikir shavaha. Let me see those who have come here to fight, wishing to please the evil-minded son of Dhritarashtra. Arjuna is angry. He is calling Duryodhan Durbudhe, evil-minded. So, friends, what we will be doing here is taking three verses. Uh, quite a few significant points here. We'll be dividing this into two parts. So, here goes part one of text twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-three. Arjuna is using word a name for Krishna, a chuta, infallible, and this is something very important for the students of the Bhagavad Gita to understand. Is it just a friendly dialogue? One one philosopher said in uh, in the West, this seems to be one of the earliest uh, instances of a psychiatry session. the client has some problems and the the doctor is addressing his issues so arjuna is the client patient and krishna is giving him therapeutic medicine of a psychiatry disorder or something like that let us see what the gita talks about this uh, conversation among krishna and arjuna itself the first meaning is this although krishna is the supreme lord he is engaged in the service of a friend why the answer is causeless mercy as a charioteer he had to carry out the orders of arjun and since he did not hesitate to do so he is described as infallible now hardly anyone goes around in chariots it's not the roman times uh, where people would go from here to there in a chariot but historically speaking it is understood that how does the warrior tell the charioteer to move left you have any idea uh, he kicks were... him from behind with yeah. his foot <laughs> on his left shoulder so the charioteer feels the knee kicking or the ankle or the toe kicking on his left side and immediately moves left because the battle is all the din and the cries and uh, uh, shrieks and the howling in pain and horses neighing and elephants trumpeting 
plus bugles and horns and all the other martial instruments. Now, why would Krishna, if he is God, be allowed to be kicked by his friend, who is a devotee? So, is his supreme position challenged? The Shastras say, in all circumstances, he was called Rishikesha before. That means the Lord of the total senses. So here is something which I would like to give our audience as a takeaway message. The servitor or the devotee is always ready to render any service to Krishna. So is that a one-way traffic? No. Similarly, the Lord is always seeking an opportunity to render some service to the devotee. In fact, he takes greater pleasure in his pure devotees assuming the advantageous position of ordering him than he does in being the giver of orders. So, as it is said that if a child today tells his parents, I would like to be the chauffeur at Rashtrapati Bhavan. And they may say, hey man, what kind of ambitions you have? You should be the Rashtrapati, you should be the president. <laughs> Don't think low. So if you and me are being told by our YouTube motivators that don't think low, keep your goals high, why is God the most high having some kind of a low ambition as to become a chauffeur or a charioteer of his devotee? Well, here is the answer. It's not actually low. He's already the master. In no situation, the position of master uh, is changed or is threatened. Everyone is on under his orders all the time. No one is above him. But, what is that but? When he finds that a pure devotee is ordering him, he obtains transcendental pleasure. Now, we are all pleasure-seeking. We seek pleasure in dominating others, exploiting nature, or whatever. Krishna obtains transcendental pleasure when a pure devotee orders him. Uh, just an aside, a friend in New Delhi tells that in the north people give bundi, bundi ka chadhava, offering bundi at Vishnu temples or Devi temples or Shiva, whatever temple. And he said, many times it is seen that the list of things they want from God, the list is, is uh, the number is higher than the bundi offered to <laughs> the Lord at the temple. <laughs> now it is good that they have come to the temple and offering something. But here it is not the same. Arjuna is ordering him because Krishna loves to take order from his pure devotee. So, the last line of the first paragraph here, Prabhupada says, When Krishna sees a pure devotee is ordering him, he gets transcendental pleasure, although he is an infallible master in all circumstances. Anything you'd like to discuss or add to this first point of Krishna being infallible? Two points I would like to read from the puppet. You have mentioned that. Yeah. This once again, it just highlights it for me. And the very first few lines, Prabhupada writes, Krishna never fails in his affection for his devotees. Mm. And thus, he's addressed here in his infallible. What a beautiful statement. He never fails in his affection. Uh, in Bhagavad Gita, when we go through, Krishna reveals three different categories of confidential knowledges. And uh, the most confidential knowledge he reveals in the ninth chapter, Idam Tute Guhyatamam, the most confidential yeah. knowledge. So what is that most confidential knowledge? We'll definitely see that at that time. 
However, Krishna says, just a prelude of it right now, the most confidential knowledge is of relationship between me and the devotees. And the second point, Prabhupada is in the purport is, the relationship between the Lord and his servitor is very sweet and transcendental. Yeah. So as, uh, as you were making the point, Krishna gets transcendental pleasure. And Prabhupada is saying the relationship between the Lord and his servitor is very sweet and transcendental. I was remembering this first canto, six, 16th chapter, verse number 6, where it is mentioned when Parishat Maharaj was in his tour, that how he was told, uh, you know, there, uh, when he met the people, that how, uh, this is a conversation between Sutta Goswami right now, how Parishat Maharaj was informed that uh, Krishna was willing to take any road for his, uh, you know, for his parents, for let's say for Pandavas. He was a Sarthi, he was a peace messenger. Krishna took all the roads possible. And their purpose right, is the most beautiful point. That's actually kind of a just a Bhagavad Gita. Rupas says Krishna was willing, Krishna was willing to do everything for Pandavas because Pandavas were malleable to the will of Krishna. And as we'll see as the subject matter builds up, so Bhakta Vasala. Uh, it's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. We want from Lord. There is something we also need to reciprocate towards the Lord. And that subject matter will unfold as we go ahead. So these are my some thoughts on the uh, subject matter. Of course, it's a wonderful, wonderful. for our audience, but just a, some prelude to it. So we move on now to uh, whether Arjuna is decisive, whether he has made up his mind, or his compassionate nature is playing games in his mm, uh, in his brain. Let us see. So first of all, Arjuna is described as a pure devotee of Krishna. And we already saw that when the... Okay. Is pure devotion something tangible? Something which can be measured? Or it is... You might say, how do you know I am not a pure devotee? I am a pure devotee. No. Before the battle, Arjuna showed his devotion by saying, I don't need the army. I want you. Even if you say you'll be unarmed, you will not pick up arms and you will not fight. So, just like today when people say, you love me, love me, show me your love. And it's very difficult for people to show love. Love is not something which you show just by Cadbury bars or diamond rings or flowers or roses. Or, <laughs> as they say on Valentine's Day, will you be my Valentine? It has been trivialized, it has been commercialized, but Arjuna 5,000 years ago showed that when it comes to a question of life and death, I choose you Krishna and not the resources you have. You may, you may do whatever you want. You may give me victory, you may give me death. I don't care. My love for you remains unchanged. So with this love, Arjuna is showing here that Hey, look, I'm forced to come here. It's because of the obstinacy of Duryodhan, who, who never agreed to anything for the benefit of our audience. Figuratively, what Duryodhana said was, take a needle, pierce that needle in mud or in earth, and then bring it forth, check Whatever earth has been accumulated on the head of that needle, that much I won't give unless there is a fight. And uh, 
फॉर दोज ऑफ एस इन इंडिया वी आर ब्रॉट अप ऑन द बॉलीवुड स्टेपल अगर मर्द के बच्चे हो तो फाइट करो आई मीन नॉट टू डेल टू मच ऑन दिस बट वॉट टू डू वेन यू फेस विद सच ऑब्सटिनसी सो पीपल से दैट कृष्ण इज अ पीस मेकर वट डी फेल वेल if god is all powerful why can't he make the nimba tree give mangoes well the seed is a nimba fruit the tree will be a nimba tree and the fruit will be the bitterest of all so it's it's not the problem with the ganga water ganga water is pure and sweet and if you have a mango tree that mango tree the mango will be sweet so the just like the water is not to be blamed the seed is responsible similarly krishna's deliberations and krishna's wisdom is like sweet water of the ganga it is duryodhana's mindset which is the seed of the nimba tree and therefore what came forth was just vile invectives against the pandavas threats and uh, all kinds of things which suit uh, a dictator's mindset so you were never agreeable and therefore arjun instead of being convinced that everybody here wants to fight is showing some bit of anxiety let me see who are the leading persons present here like how many actually believe that duryodhana is correct or whatever now there is no question of peace making arjuna is not thinking that all right Hey, someone. Let's bring a table and chair. Let's sit and talk. Sit and talk. That time is gone, gone forever. Still, he wanted to see them again. How much they were bent upon demanding an unwanted war. So, uh, it says that uh, he has this request made. This is the beginning of. Uh, as I say, this is not the end. This is not the beginning. This is the beginning of the end. his resolve to fight slowly slowly is getting dissolved as to i should see who have come here why are those so evil and uh, yeah so we discuss these two main points krishna being infallible whatever role krishna takes in relation with his devotees he remains achyuta and uh, as you also uh, pointed out that the relationship between krishna and his devotees is sweet and now we begin to see the uh, slight deterioration of arjuna's resolve later uh, have you ever seen a snowball effect as this is this is snowball it at the mountain peak it starts like a football size ball by the time it comes down <laughs> whoa it can engulf a whole village so and krishna is not going to fail in that krishna is going to help uh, yeah. in the snowball effect also exactly exactly <laughs> so i would say we should stop here for our first part correct and then we'll take uh, any residual points plus the first 23 discussion correct so we'll continue in the next uh, podcast or the next session yeah we'll delve more on what happened in the next verse thank Hare you hari krishna thank you prabhu